Hi everyone and welcome to the 59th episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Colin. Hello, I have a cold. I'm going to infect everyone on this podcast. Lauren. Hello, I'm Lauren and I'm hoping not to get infected. And David. Infection? Yes! David I'm has back. already been infected. Welcome back, David. I'll try not to infect David. you. David's already been infected. Yeah, that's, that's true. He should be immune to me. He's I infected with recovering. the rage. It's the Canadian virus. <laughs> Uh-oh. Don't blame Canada. 28 days everyone, later everyone, before you know yeah, it. Yeah, everyone stay clear of Canada. Yes. Boycott Canada. Uh, yeah. My guess is that Snake uh, started to uh, to spew out uh, bacteria as he breathed, just like he uh, would have in Metal Gear Solid 4. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it, how it is. I'm going to get it's back to some kind of, It's caused, caused some kind of deadly virus to outbreak in Canada. Yep. Contagion. Turning people into zombies. Yeah. Oh, red. Resident okay, well, this evil. has nothing to do with Final Fantasy, but... Nope. Um, yeah, so, about <laughs> Final Fantasy. We have a ton of news for you guys today. Woo! Uh, there was a, a load of Final Fantasy 13 Part 2 news off the back of the Tokyo Game Show, but just in general... They seem to be uh, really ramping up because obviously the game's out in two months' time. Don't forget about um, FF14. All right, I'm getting there. <laughs> Good, we've got a little you do tidbit that. About, we've got a little tidbit about Versus 13 too, and yes, of course, there is a ton of Final Fantasy 14 news for everyone to enjoy. <sighs> Following on from that, we've got Burning Question where we asked people about 13 Part Three, and then we've got the question segment where we're going to be talking about our favorite protagonists as well as Final Fantasy 11. Ooh. That's different. Mm. So, yeah, if you're listening, weird. if you're listening for the first time, this this podcast is called the Final Fantasy Union Podcast, and it's part of a series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union. It's presented by Gaming Union and TweaksMusic.com, and it comes out on the iTunes Store, FinalFantasyUnion.com, and David FinalFantasy-FXN.net. So, Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two news. What? Tons of it. Well, what's the first bit of news that we have? I think think I'm going to start off with the one that is most awesome, in my opinion. And that is that they showed off Snow and Hope. Why is that (laughs) awesome? Mature Snow. (laughs) Seems to be a uh, lack of excitement. More so the... The mature snow than Noah. I know that I'm in the minority here, but I think Snow looks awesome. I do too. His his hair reminds me of a chocobo in FF13. That is true. Well, Hope's outfit reminds me of a Vocaloid. A what? Colin knows exactly what that is. I'm gonna have he to looks disagree exactly with that. Exactly like Miku. He looks more <laughs> like he's exactly wearing in, uh, Cole McGrath's. Uh, yeah, sweater. I think people have been calling him businessman Hope. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a tie in everything. Nah, I call yeah, him Hope, Hope, Hope looks kind of weird because, like, his face has changed. Okay, about this, David. What? What? Yeah, what, he did, looks what really do you think strange. about comparing Hope's face to Vaughn's? I don't think so. Oh, no? he does kind of look I, I don't like Vaughn, doesn't he? It's the gnomes. I definitely see it. He looks like a rat now. I literally put Vaughn's picture next to Hope's, and m- it scares me. Maybe the shape of the People face. People say that like he aged the well. The face, uh, I don't think is really that similar. People say that he aged well. I do not think that he aged <laughs> well. <laughs> well, he just... I don't know, it's I think he weird. got really bad plastic surgery along the way. Yeah. <clears throat> I think Snow... The way that he's dressed and the hair and everything, he he looks kind of badass now. I don't know some people His aren't liking the lack of bandana. What? Well, maybe it's just the hair then. I felt the bandana made him look like an idiot. <laughs> I think the chocolate yeah, hair makes him looks, look like an idiot. I think he looks really good. Like I mean, he looks kind of like people make fun of it him makes him because look more of his mature. hair. But if you think about it, most like martial arts films, 
But guys have their hair like that. It's true. He, he looks older for some what? reason. No, this is like right after. He definitely well, looks a lot better than Hope, though. Yeah. If anything. Yeah. Right. Anyway, <laughs> so a bit of detail. We did see Hope earlier on when he had his little boomerang thing arm in one of the trailers, but this trailer actually uh, revealed a little bit more. Um, I just said this was right after the last game. It, it's clearly not. It's a couple of years after, and apparently Snow is looking for lightning for Sarah, which is why he's not around that much. It's not the fact that he's like dead, divorced her or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Some people were speculating that he was dead. Yeah. Um, so. Mm. From what I gather, and I may be wrong here, but he has entrusted Sarah into Noah's care. While I don't he's know if that was a lightning. good thing or a bad thing, because it seems like uh, Noah and Sarah might hit it off. You don't have much faith in Sarah. I, I really doubt no. that's going to be the case, because that's... <laughs> I know, I'm just fooling. Although Snow, she is Snow would go back into the future and then beat the crap out of him. That's true. He's like a little twiggler. <laughs> that's a long way to put Anyways, it. Anyways, so yeah, I think that's um, interesting. I wonder if there's going to be parts where you're going to have to play as Snow, though, then. Well, I have a feeling I mean, a lot of the main characters from 13 are going to return as guest party characters. Mm. I think it, uh, Hope, I reckon Hope definitely will, mm. because they've shown him, like, doing his combat stuff. Snow, I'm not so sure, because it sounds like he's going to be... It depends how much of the game focus on, focuses on lightning, I think. Yeah. Because if he's going to be in that kind of story, separate story arc... What do you think, David? Um... I think they'll both be playable, just because. Kind of like Larsa. Mm, Larsa was not playable. Inf- just, yo, he was part. Of, he was in your party, just dealing out infinite health potions. <laughs> or like, um, like when Seymour was in your party during that one part in um, Final Fantasy X, like when you could use his awesome summon. It was awesome, and his like super buffed up magic that just destroyed yeah. everything. I had a lot of fun. A lot of fun with Seymour, but yeah. That's not something you really want to confess to. <laughs> it's That's, true. Okay. It's very, very yeah. true. Uh, I'm not going to comment on that. Yeah. <laughs> he had a little bit too hey. much fun. <laughs> he was bamf. He was so, bamf at that point. So also on Final Fantasy Thirteen Part 2, Square Enix announced that they would be having an area much like Final Fantasy Seven's Gold Saucer. Awesome. Where Ooh. They tried yeah, to do I'm, that with Nautilus. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, that, yeah. Maybe, maybe they're that actually, maybe actually going to do that properly. Like maybe yeah, it's they'll actually be... have something that you can do there. Yeah, so they said there's going to be Chocobo racing, casinos, and more. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's going to be a snowboarding game too. Who knows? <laughs> maybe. What do you guys think? I mean, um, it, I think it's clear that from Final Fantasy 13, they took on board the fact that aside from the marks, there was like nothing yeah, to do. Definitely. Yeah. So I think they're definitely trying I think it's, to I think it's, that. they're moving in the right direction, maybe. Like, um, it really all depends how everything fits together and goes yeah. together. Yeah, like, I just as hope as it's, it's not, not tacked like on. Copy. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, definitely. Exactly. I mean, I personally think that, you know, it's, this, this, all of this should have been in the original game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's really a shame that, like, in the first game that, um... That one area was just... You could do absolutely nothing except look at chocobos yeah, in that one Yeah, like, the section. area was supposed to be, like, this big place where, like, everybody's partying or something. And then all you, I was all ready you do to is just look fun. around for a chocobo. Yeah, like, I was so ready. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I can't believe this is in here. And then... I tried to run around, and I was like, well, one, I can't really talk to anybody. And yeah, two, just like, there's nothing so- to do. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was just like, this is such a killjoy. Like, come on, give me something. I think my enjoyment but... of this area is really going to depend on how it's written into the story because part yeah. of the appeal of the gold source for me was that it was integral to Final Fantasy VII's story. And even stuff like the battle arena with like yeah. um, Dio and all that stuff, it was all like really ingrained in the story. Like there was a purpose for doing the chocobo racing. It wasn't there just was kind the of dates. there. Yeah, and it was also fun because any any uh, little mini game that you do throughout the game will eventually be added to the gold saucer, like the submarine battle and uh, that the sort of thing. Snowboarding, snowboarding, yeah. Even even the bike, the bike awesome. chase from the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, and the bike chase and the mm-hmm. basketball <laughs> <laughs> and the basketball. <laughs> the basketball. I was pretty good at that. Dave, do you want to start talking about some of the extra stuff that was uh, announced as well? Um, So there's uh, some uh, DLC that was announced uh, that will be happening post-launch, as well as uh, the the game is going to appear on one disc on the 360. So including with the the DLC, uh, there's extra costumes, more monsters, uh, and weapons. And the DLC will allow for a longer gameplay experience. Extra costumes. I wonder uh, if we have to pay for this DLC. I, I wonder, of course, you're gonna have to pay for I it. Yeah. And Sarah's gonna have a schoolgirl outfit. I wonder if you'll be able oh, to purchase yeah. some uh, horse armor. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, you're definitely gonna be no. It's gonna be chocolate. Chocobo armor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot. You know, I would pay five Square bucks for Enix that. Square seems to be on a huge kick about costumes. because first, first you got like. Dissidia and like then you have like third birthday and well I think with Dissidia and the third birthday it worked pretty well and it's not just Final Fantasy you know um, Namco Bandai Everyone does, does, it. does it with like with their Tales game like Tales of Zillia Silent they have Hill used to a ton of it. costume DLC for that yeah people seem to buy it like Dynasty yeah. Warriors as well is a massive one for costumes it's just crazy they need, just vo- they if, need uh, Vocaloid if, costumes if, if Square Enix is going to take a leaf out of uh, EA's book and have it like the Chocobo racing that you can pay real money to get better Chocobos <laughs> oh of, you like, can gamble real money online run the yeah. risk of having the uh, the taxation happen in America <laughs> oh uh, Diablo 3 that's a whole nother story real but, live um, auction house I guess it's pretty cool like that that might be attractive to Xbox 360 people that it's only on one disc now mm-hmm. that's pretty yeah, nice yeah I mean I, I, I don't really know what to think about that there's a quote there if you want to read yeah. it David uh, which is what Katase said yeah so the quote is this game has the same volume as Final Fantasy 13 but since the events are in real time they're able to fit everything with less space so in other words mm-hmm. there are going to be fewer uh, video um, cutscenes cut CGI well, oh not necessarily, gosh. because like there were a lot of real-time graphics cutscenes, but they were saved as a video file. Yeah, I, th- I so think I this time they're, they're actually going to render that. them out in real time. Probably. Kind of oh like what, uh, I mean, that's what uh, K- K- Kojima does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really sad, though, because that's like one of the biggest things that I love about Final Fantasy is like the FMVs. Like, well, those still might be there. Just yeah, not as many. Be, like, be as many. Yeah, they'll just be, and they'll fewer. just be ridiculously compressed. And... You know, to be honest, yeah. like the, the FMVs in FF13, they weren't that great. Yeah, they didn't do anything. No, for they me. weren't. But they, that's just kind of they didn't like, have that same kind of magic. Kind of how it went say, anyway. FF10 yeah, you, 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 or FF7 had. You know, there was there was the one in with the um like anyone any of the ones that happened when they were uh, flying. Yeah, I mean, were pretty. That, yeah. That's pretty really late. it. Like they only use the FMVs for uh, for like action sequences, which is okay. But I mean, you're missing out on those 
amazing FMVs like you would see like if we go way back when like Final Fantasy 7 when Sephiroth comes down and impales like Ares like, we didn't see any of that kind of stuff or like Final Fantasy 8 when like you see <laughs> yeah the cutscenes pretty much were no focused dance. on the story yeah and that was not there in Final Fantasy 13 I mean, like no. the opening of 8 with like the battle between Squall and Seeker oh that was epic yeah <clears throat> oh yeah yeah that was, was a really openers. good opening Maybe the best. There was also yeah, something else. Uh, like... There was also something else released. Was there not, David? Uh, that's right. Uh, there was uh, the Final Fantasy XIII Lost Report, which details Final Fantasy XIII from. Let's see if I can pronounce this. Raidgdia and Yacht's <laughs> perspective. <laughs> Although it's in Japanese, uh, so. Uh, no yeah, translation. No one's translated yeah, no. yeah, it was released a couple of days ago. I think okay. it's like four minutes long, right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think it's a little bit longer, yeah. but it's basically just showing FMVs from the first game with some, I, I presume, Rigdia or Yarg talking over the top. Yeah, my guess is to, it's huh. for people who have not played Final Fantasy XIII who want to get the next game. That's my guess. Hopefully, there will be a Western version of that. But it puzzles me as to why Square Enix someone doesn't release any of this outside of Japan. Because they don't think we care, Colin. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Well, the, I mean, the the side. next piece which David's going to talk about just really epitomizes like how they view their Final Fantasy audience. Oh, totally. So take it away, yeah. David. Um, well, in uh, Final Fantasy thirteen two, they're going to have uh, the theme song, but there are two theme songs: one for Japanese audience and one for the North American audience. Uh, so Fuki will be performing. Yakusoku na Boshu in the Japanese PS3 version whereas Charis uh, uh, will be performing New World in the Japanese 360 and worldwide release <laughs> I and love I the think way they're I don't really understand <laughs> yeah. they're both pretty much the same song I really don't understand song, why but uh, yeah. one's <clears throat> in Japanese and sounds cooler yeah. than the uh, English one the English yeah. one I, think I don't understand why I think it's pronounced it sounds like a French name. I have no idea. She's a Filipino artist. I think it's Charisse. Yeah, Charisse. And yeah. Well, to be honest, I think this. I think it sounds better than you know my hand. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's it's what people wanted because it's pretty much like uh, thirteen part. Sorry, ten part two with like Jade and Kodokumi. Mm. But yeah. I think the the thing that confuses me about this is that the Japanese three hundred and sixty version is going to have the English one. Well, yeah, I think- they're just kind of like. F you guys, yeah, like, you're not going to get that version. Well, I mean, that's because like so many 360 owners in Japan are probably like North Americans. Like mm-hmm. like a lot of hey, yeah, that's North prob- Americans that's probably who might targeting. go over there, buy 360s, but like the- and they're the ones who buy all the shooters for the 360 and all that. Yeah, Gears of <laughs> yeah. War. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the thing that confuses me, though, is that like surely they should look back at the past and think, <laughs> right, so, you know, 8 had the theme tune both languages 9 had it in both languages 10 did not yet there was absolutely zero mm. backlash yeah I mean and you look at Crisis Core yeah, the, the theme reason, song for that was entirely in Japanese the only reason why they changed the one I felt in uh, Final Fantasy X-2 is that the lyrics meant a lot to the story at least with the thousand words and it was, like, an I- she it was, was identical as well like you know, it, it actually worked plus the fact that Kodakumi couldn't sing in English <laughs> yeah, well, but like if uh, the, like if they had like the one part all in Japanese and then thousand words all in English, that'd be well, really like real, weird. Like too. many people believe that like real emotion, for example, is much better in Japanese. It's definitely yeah. a lot it just it just works. I think both of them are a lot better, but the lyrical content in thousand words it, it means a ton. 
to the story. Well, it was like it was so. written direct specifically for the game, yeah. which is what you know. It's why I think a lot of people were a bit angry about the My Hands because it, it you know, sure that there you could tie the lyrics to the game if you wanted to, and you had <laughs> only to, if you, you found some tenuous to. links. Yeah, exactly. But it was very apparent that it wasn't written for the game because it's been used for other things like Avatar, and I believe. Yeah, and also like there's this sort of thing like. In the older Final Fantasies, you always could hear that one theme yeah. throughout, yeah. like all the time. Like Eyes on Me, it was the theme. Melody's Life, it was the theme. Ten, it was the theme. Yeah. Ten Part Two, it didn't. Like, it wasn't the case. Twelve, and it's just like wasn't they the case. Kind of Twelve was definitely that. not like, the, the case. First time you know, you hear my hands you know, is uh, at the end. My hands. I've been listening to Final Fantasy Radio a little bit, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I keep on hearing uh, the "Kiss Me Goodbye" song, and that's an awesome song. It is an I, awesome it's, song. It's, it's, it's totally forgotten though, just because like you only hear it that one time. Yeah, it's a it's great not, song. I love the piano though. version of that. I, I totally agree. I it's think a the, really good song. The problem with that was though that obviously it was written by Uematsu, mm-hmm. who had absolutely no influence on the soundtrack as po- whatsoever. It sounded so different from the FF12 yeah, soundtrack. He basically went out of his way to make sure that there was no Uematsu <laughs> really, aside from Clash yeah. and the Big Brick. It, it's actually like the best song in the uh, in the game though. I think. Sakamoto is now yeah, dying I inside. Very, <laughs> I think it's a very beautiful song. Yeah, it really is. Everybody should go listen to it. <laughs> now. Angela Aki. Listen to the Japanese now. version. Japanese version is better. But, um, anyways, alright, so I'm going to move on to the next update, which is um, about Nomura again. Uh, Yay, Nomura, Nomura gives versus, a versus 13 update. Uh, no release date still, but. Hmm. At and it wasn't even a TGS, kind of so... Yeah, it wasn't even TGS. It was post-TGS, actually. And uh, basically what he said was he walked through the entire game recently and it's impressed by its expansiveness. Overworld, yeah. please. <laughs> Give yeah, me I think he said he walked, through, like, all, he walked through like every single dungeon and the entire world map. Wow. So I don't know what really that says about the game. Yeah, either it's It could really, be bit, really well, big and empty. It depends empty. on how long that took him. <laughs> Maybe he was using ghosting. Just no clip. through a few walls here and there. No clipping. Yeah, no yeah. Clip. Also, um, that it will use the uh, Visual Works Luminous Engine for lightning. Whoa. Lighting. Lighting. Light, lighting. Sorry. I'll, t- I'll do that again. Um, also, that it will use the Visual Works Luminous Engine for lighting. Sweet. What do you think about that, Colin? It's like next gen. Yeah, it's like. Was it? It's like Battlefield. It's like Dice's Frostbite 2. Next gen, next gen engine for current gen games. Well, at least that's Yay. what I'm hoping. I mean, have you seen the comparison pictures that they've put up of a photo and mm-hmm. it's crazy? And like, yeah, I I thought the one that was rendered in the engine was the real thing. Yeah, question. It, it looks better. <laughs> question: Is this is this uh, the engine is developed by Square Enix USA, right? It's developed by Visual Works, which is not yeah, which is no, it's not Square Enix USA. Like, it's in. I thought they were owned by Square Enix, though. Maybe they're funded by Square Enix. It's like, I, it's thought, an, I thought... No, it was like uh, their Visual new, Works is um, an internal studio. Yeah, it's Square Enix. Yeah, it is Square Enix. Yeah, but isn't it part of Square Enix USA? No. Where is it Where is it then? It's in Japan. Why are they called Visual Works, then? I don't know. You're going to have to ask them. Because <laughs> uh, they've, they've done works for Deus Ex Human Revolution and the Tomb Raider CGI trailer. I'm really confused because, like, clearly Square Enix tried to do this before and it ended up with them going bankrupt. Or Squaresoft, I should say. What like, do you, having what do you a, mean? In, 
well like square pictures was that's that was what the purpose of square pictures was to be like a uh, a company that was purely dedicated to making the best cgi possible and that and like engines and technology and that kind of stuff well that's and, not what made them fail it was the movie that made <laughs> them fail yeah no, no i mean the movie looked great it still looks gr- great like today it's just it was a bad mm. movie but in, just, in any case visual works they've done like you know the the intro cinematic for Final Fantasy fourteen that was them, the Deus Ex Human Revolution CGI trailer that was them, and the Tomb Raider CGI trailer that was also them. So I have no idea. This is the first I've heard that they, that they are making a engine for game development. Yeah, like an engine. That's but, why I'm uh, the only reason I was a little bit hesitant is because um, like Square Enix when they uh, they're so weird because I mean like you've got the the Crystal Tools which is then changed its name right? It's, which Crystal Tools a new name? Well. No, I think it was originally called White, the White Engine. Yeah, the White Engine, yeah. and, then and then it, then it was called, called Crystal, Crystal Tools. Tools. And then they're basically just like because Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two is presuming, I presume, is using Crystal Tools. Yeah, it's, yeah, unless they change the name. But that's <laughs> funny because Nobuo said like, Versus Thirteen is using its own engine that's suited for action-oriented gameplay. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm and I'm, I'm not really sure if that's with all the Crystal Tools or something entirely else. Because as far as I can tell, Crystal Tools has only been used for 13, 13 Yeah, I think 14. it was a waste of money. Completely. They, they, they made, when, when they were developing, they were making it sound like it was going to be used for everything that they were going to be using for this generation. Yeah, like it, like it was going to be like the Unreal Engine. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's only been used for FF13. And it's been used for one game so far? Or two now, I guess, now that uh, 13 2 is going to be released? <laughs> Unless yeah. they used it for Dissidia or something. I wouldn't have thought so, because like, all those games are pretty much the same. Yeah, they probably always use like, the Crisis Core engine. Anyway, they didn't really say. All we know is that they're using the lu- the new Luminous engine for the game's lighting, and apparently it's really really impressive. Can't wait. We'll see when it's out. That game is yeah, um, I just that game see better it be good. Comparison. <laughs> it's been it, how many years in the making? If now? it's not the best game Square Enix has ever made, I will be extremely disappointed. <laughs> Maybe like Dodge Cerberus, and you know it. If it's not <laughs> oh, like type zero times like a hundred, we will be very disappointed. <laughs> that game was actually developed pretty high. quickly. Dirge of Cerberus for Square Enix okay, Colin. at least. Colin, move on. <laughs> fourteen. Fourteen. Yes, on. okay. We won't hear it. Screw versus thirteen and screw thirteen. I'm all about four. Okay, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Square Enix uh announced the patch one point one nine for Final Fantasy fourteen and it's out in three days from well, this point of today. recording. And it should technically it should be out. It'll be out on the Tuesday when this podcast is out, so it'll be out yeah. when you're listening to this. Today, Woo. Mm-hmm. it is out today. Time paradox and the, <laughs> the patch. The patch. Uh, it's a pretty big patch. Like it introduces uh, quite a lot of stuff. Now I think we co- we covered this before in previous <laughs> episode. But yeah, yeah, for it. Uh, right. Before you go on, though, uh, actually, well, they're they're introducing Beastman now, right? Yeah, Beastman Stronghold. They're kind of the like picture it. you posted up on Final Fantasy Union. Did that not look like Zed from the Power Rangers? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't say I. I can't argue that. Yeah, if anyone, if no one knows what I'm talking about, go on FinalFantasyUnion.com and check out the news post related to Beastman being included in 14. <laughs> You'll see what I mean. You'll see exactly what I mean. But I think the latest thing, the, the latest thing that the producer uh, released was a teaser of Ball of Amber, which features Ifrit. You actually yeah. get to fight Ifrit. Just like in eleven. Finally, it took them a whole year. You know, um, no. something that we haven't talked about uh, in this episode yet is um, what uh, the comment that Yoichi Wada made uh, just like a week ago 
about Final Fantasy fourteen. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, he said it wasn't. It wasn't specific. Well, it was, but it was also <laughs> a general thing. We can talk about that a bit later if you want. Well, I think we should talk about it now. Okay, we'll go for it then, David. Uh, well, <laughs> tell us what the quote was. Uh, I don't remember directly, but it was something like Final Fantasy fourteen has. There was one key word. Tarnished uh, the uh, the image of Final Fantasy, something like that. I blame him. I thought, I thought he used. To, I thought he said it was terrible. Like the Final Fantasy brand is terrible now, or something. No, no, um, I think it's exactly what David is saying, that FF14 did damage. Yeah, damage, I, th- I think that's what he said. It damaged the Final Fantasy uh, brand. And he was also saying that Dragon Quest X is going to be amazing despite being online <laughs> and them having no real success recently with online. So, anyway, well, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll learn FF, from their mistakes. Thirteen damage to Final Fantasy brand. Yeah. Well, like, with, with the whole Final Fantasy fourteen updates... Uh, I'm actually it's actually starting to feel like a Final Fantasy game now it may have taken them a like, year but think about, about it this way the game is still free to play it is still free to play and they're like they should put Chocobos in I believe yeah they've got Chocobos and, and they've got Ashes is the, is, the, is the material system in now it'll be in in 1.19 so they're actually putting a look quite like unlike 11 where they just had a few like um, little cameos from stuff 14 mm-hmm. it does look like they're actually trying to make it feel like a Final Fantasy game now which I think can only really benefit them because that's what everyone has always wanted it to be. Yeah, I like, just feel like it. Do you think it might be like they're trying too late though? Because I feel like the world. I think about it's better late than ever. Fourteen. Yeah, I think, uh, I think they're, 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 it's too big of a project actually to the bad so so I mean, the like, I mean at least the word of mouth. The second life of has gone. Yeah, it'll almost be like this is the beta. This is the beta for the game. It hasn't been launched yet, really. Exactly. I think the, yeah. the the new guy who's come on board has, has really endeared himself to the community as well with like his little updates and stuff. And he's actually mm-hmm. he's really trying to make it the game that people want it to be. And he actually really communicates with the community. You know, he always yeah, puts which is what a lot of Japanese developers don't do. Yeah, it's 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 quite uncommon for for a Japanese company. Although to, to be honest, that, I actually. feel kind of bad for Takahashi. <laughs> well, yeah, was he fired <laughs> he's, or did he's he still there? Down? He got removed oh, from FF14. <laughs> he was removed. Yeah, and so now Naoki Yoshida is handling all the producing and directing of the game. When wow. he when he stepped on, didn't he say something like, um, it, "It's a mess" and something like that? Yeah, he's he's been pretty open about it all. He's like, "Yeah, we kind of screwed up. We're gonna try our best to fix it." <laughs> and they pretty much just changed the entire game. Like, if you played it now, it, I I mean, Colin, you've been playing it quite recently, haven't you? Uh, yeah, it's. I wouldn't say like it's very different, but it's fixed. It's playable. Well, the fundamentals are quite different. Like quite a lot of the systems that were in place at the start, like how you got experience and the the leveling system is all being completely renovated. Yeah, I think once one point one nine is out, it will feel completely different. Whereas, like you know, things with experience that's that's always changing in MMOs. They're they're always balancing stuff, so that's to be expected. Yeah, but they could like bef- they they did change it completely because most. MMOs give you experience based on what you kill, whereas Final Fantasy mm. 14 said it's luck of the draw. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you may get skill up points. You may not. See, I forgot about that. That was yeah. That was one of the. It was cool because it was a throwback to Final Fantasy 2. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But it, it doesn't work as well. Yeah, it just didn't life. work because like 
I was uh, partying with a friend and like in in 10 minutes I would get 6,000 experience and he'd get like 3,000 <laughs> even though we were killing exactly the same things yeah, now now the experience uh, allocation is a lot more fair so if if you're doing it by yourself you get a certain amount of experience from killing the thing Cla- it's class experience points now Now, also I think they're getting rid of that in like one that, yeah they've got rid of that now yeah, it's gonna be like a but now if yeah. you're in a party and if you're within the uh, I think there's a, there's a range of levels you can be that so that you get bonus experience points, and even if you're not, you be you still gain the same amount of experience points as you were if you were playing alone. I still kind of want to go back and do it just so I can try and complete the story because I I think I got to like mission six or seven. I can't find my next. I think that that that's one of the problems with FF14 is that it's hard to keep track of the story quests. I have it's no idea which one I'm on. I like the story is terrible anyway. <laughs> I thought the story was interesting. It's oh come on. It's like it's 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 really hard to have an MMO tell a good story because it's so disjointed. Because like, you know, I I got well the point where I Nelson and I, uh, who is the person I was playing with, we got to the end of the story. They hadn't added any more yet, and like nothing had really happened yet. Oh, maybe that's why fishing. I can't find a next story. <laughs> 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 I'm like, where's the stuff next about story thing? And, I want to know what happened. Like smugglers and stuff, and and then this woman appeared, and and there's the whole thing with like time with like time traveled yeah and like some secret organization although it made more sense than ff13 well there was a lot less story there <laughs> yeah did it have more dialogue than crisis core oh, i had no dialogue at all <laughs> oh wait nah unless like, npcs can, were unless you can't like, team your character chat. then there's definitely a lot of dialogue that's true <laughs> but anyway you know sp- speaking you, uh, of major yeah. updates uh gt5 is having its spec 2 update pretty soon can't wait another like <laughs> 600 megabyte update probably can't wait it's gonna uh, be the best day of my life resistance 3 david i have not played that yet oh, oh dude we should co-op but i mean there's so many games that i have to play this winter there's, there's like seven that i need to play dude, so i don't have time for resistance yeah, 3 is freaking epic it's way better than r2 i think i'll be getting it next year at some point so i'll be a little late p- p- to playing the game but uh i, think I'll still <laughs> I won't spoil it for you and of course anyway. is there like a ten thousand kills trophy again not a, no, no, no. Okay, good, because that one took me forever. <laughs> right, yeah, so, moving on. Okay. We're going to go on to this episode's burning question segment. It's not about Resistance Woo-hoo. 3 or Dark Souls. No. We should it's have about one about Final another Fantasy. game someday. No. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> it's, uh, it, this episode's burning question was about 13 Part 3 and the domain registration that Square Enix made Whoa. last month. And the first one, well, the first question is from Doug Fort Forums who says let's see what 13.2 is like first day eh? I bet he's Canadian I bet so too <laughs> proud to be yeah, Canadian yeah I, I agree like um, I think it's a bit premature for them to be like alright oh, 13.3 already but um, I don't know maybe that's just me well I think they need to plan ahead yeah they have type but they do need to plan ahead but they have type 1 they two, haven't three. had a lot of luck with sequels in the past it's just kind of like you know Final Fantasy 13 is also arguably like the most um controversial of the Final Fantasies that and probably like Final if Fantasy they made 12, Final Fantasy 12 kind of part like, 2 that would be controversial <laughs> I would love yeah. that but I- I'd play it but it's it is <laughs> yeah it is a bit weird because it's just kind of like you know. I'll be more excited well, over twelve part two than thirteen part two. It's just not. It's just not a safe move. Like it's not. It's not a move that I think. Fa- 
I think Square Enix should be taking right now, but that's just my personal Well, anyway, opinion. Flash5480 on the forum said, I think it makes sense considering there was supposed to be more included in the original Final Fantasy 13s in brackets, which had to be changed due to the Xbox 360 release. Well, you know, I kind of laugh at that just because, like... Uh, that, that's no that's no excuse like we should have had it in the first place it, it shouldn't we shouldn't have to pay another sixty dollars just to get I what totally should have been in there in the original i i don't understand that yeah i feel like with 13 2 i'm gonna wait for the price to drop well rosa aquafire says it really depends for me on how final fantasy 13 2 goes i'm not a big fan of sequels in general but i felt final fantasy 13 was a game that was crying out for one i kind of agree with that last statement because there was a lot lacking in FF13. Nothing was explained. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing was explained yeah. and I had seriously, I had no idea what was going on by the end of it and and I had to actually like read it up on Wikipedia to figure it out. Uh, sorry, not Wikipedia. Yeah, but, but is that really FF a reason? And is that really a reason to have a sequel though? Like, I think the story Yeah, the story needs to be the story out? was never really really there was really no closure for the story. And, and it, and it kind of it did kind of lend itself to one. It, the like, ending was like, so open ended. But like, like if you was, think about like, there wasn't really any. Um, if you think about movies like X Men, for example, um, X Men, X Men Part One, and then X Men X Two. It's just kind of like you know, X Men One had like X Men had a sequel because the first one did so well, and they left it kind of open. But I think that's what they did with thirteen. In the story was done. Like if it, if thirteen had done really the... badly, they would have just cut it. Uh, I I definitely think that with thirteen, uh, they already knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were they were planning on it beforehand. So clearly. much was cut from it. So much was not explained, and the story really sucked. And that's that's just my yeah. opinion. I'm sure there are a lot of people, but I do think that it need. But yeah. uh, I'm not paying full price for it. No, because this really should have been all in the. <laughs> I first agree with game. you there. It should have been in thirteen. Uh, so uh, our next comment is by FF Schmidtedy and they say no. Enough said. And by the way, that was a total Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah, that was a Darth Vader. No, she was still I alive. I felt it. I get the feeling that half the fan base is doing that Darth Vader pose right now. <laughs> no, yeah. well, like when they, when they when they heard the domain registration, they were just like, "Why? No. Not another one." Whereas you got the other people who were going like, "Yes, come on, yeah." That would be the Emperor laughing with his evil hands in the background. <laughs> I'm so cynical. Okay. okay, well, moving on to the next one, which is from Rory on the forums, who said, who, who, um, yeah, so if they really are going for a third one as well, though, I would hope that more of the original cast would be playable. That is a point, though. Like, I mean, it feels like they're, uh, not necessarily that they're completely replacing the cast with Noah, but it does seem kind of, like, disconnected. Like, I mean, y- you can bring them in as cameos and as guest players, but to Colin's point about there being unanswered questions, I think that adding more characters is just confusing things yeah, more. Yeah, I, like, I think with Sarah as well, because I, I don't know if Sarah was supposed to have a large role in the original. I mean, her, her role was hmm. integral, but yeah. not necessarily really something that much. you yeah. And you compare with 10 Part 2, where you had Yuna and Riku. I mean, Yuna was like just basically hmm. the main character, aside from Titus. And Riku was quite yeah. important, and then they were joined by Pain, which worked. 
But like with this one, you've got Sarah who wasn't even really in the game, and you've got someone who's completely new. Where's the continuity? And then you have lightning every now and then. Yeah, every now and then, just just for uh, just so they can say, yeah, she's still here. It's thirteen. Lightning, just like, hey, what's up? Well, I like to I like to think that Peace. you know that we'll find out when we play the game. Hopefully, I've got my fingers yeah. crossed, <laughs> but I don't want to get my hopes too high. They've been lying to us all this time. <laughs> no, it is not playable. No. <laughs> ah! Spoilers dies <laughs> within five In minutes. In which case, I would go, yeah. That trailer, that trailer upset me. <laughs> well, let's they, move on well, to the next. They do say that things answer. can change, you know. Yeah, it's, I know, it but it just makes it. It just makes it. I mean, it, they could have done it so that you know he stabs him, but it cuts to, to black. That's how things well, get Well, Cold Shank, which is a very apt name considering what you're talking about, <laughs> said. <laughs> I do miss the old days when Final Fantasy releases were rare and special, but if anything, the main games have gotten better as of late. Hmm. Uh, if he's comparing it to Final Fantasy twelve, I, I disagree. David's now going, no! Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm actually a supporter of Final Fantasy twelve. Um, uh, in the order, I would say Final Fantasy ten was not so good, and Final Fantasy twelve was really good, and Final Fantasy thirteen was not so good. <laughs> so, uh... Uh, I, I, I kind of agree with David here. Like thirteen to me made twelve look like. A- yeah, yeah. Actually, I, it really did. Yeah, because one thing about Final Fantasy twelve is I think it was polished. Like um, it seemed like everything was there. I mean, There's tons of side quests, really. Even Nolan North was in the game. Even though what? <gasps> Even Nolan North was Nolan in North. Yeah, Nolan North. <laughs> oh, was he? Space Vossler. Yeah, he's Vossler. <laughs> Didn't even notice. And um, dude, seriously, Foster is an epic character. <laughs> the only thing that was Foster missing in, in the game was a good story. David's <laughs> Nolan North senses are not very good. To, to be fair, he, you don't really know. Yeah, no, you, you don't know that it. it's Nolan North. His voice. I would, is I would never have known unless. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Uh, this next one is from a Spoonie Bard who Best I day, still love your name. <laughs> he says an interesting idea but really Square Enix should have waited longer if they're going to do a sequel of a sequel yeah and no because even though they registered the domain right they don't ne- it doesn't yeah, necessarily no, but, confirm yeah, but, that they're going to do a sequel you look at yeah, but no, fi- you, you look yeah, at Final but, Fantasy uh, Type 0 they registered Type 0 and then they registered Type 1, 2 and 3 yeah but that's because they said yeah. they were planning on making them and also Type 0 seems a lot cooler. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've, no. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. Type zero is way I found that like Square Enix, they don't tend to register domains unless they intend on using them. Yeah. <laughs> For all like, we know, it could two, be a movie. Well, well, like the ten part two domain was only registered like a month before they announced ten part two. Oh, sorry, thirteen part two. So like, mm. this this is a bit sketch. I don't know. I'm you sure know, li- they will. It's a little different than what the comment is saying, but I kind of feel the, the same way about the DLC that was announced. Because, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hate it when people announce DLC before the game I mean, is if you know, released. I think that's exactly if, yeah. if they know they're going to put just DLC, like, just put oh, it in we're the game purposely going to release DLC after the game Wait, is released it's more so the that fact, you have to spend more money. It's more the fact that they're saying, we're developing this content, but we're not putting it in yeah. the game. Uh-huh. Yeah, like that's just. I mean, it's a, li- a, it's, a little, it's a little different when, say, the game goes you gold and then you decide more. to do deals because the game's already been shipped off of manufacturing. I mean, if you think about it, yeah. Final Fantasy Thirteen Two itself is almost like a giant DLC for the first game. <laughs> a full price DLC. <laughs> Boom. Woo! Shakalaka. Right. Well, that's our burning question segment for this episode. Next episode, we want you to tell us. 
Do you ever intend on playing Final Fantasy fourteen or do you already play it? I'm very lonely in Eos, yeah. I need I need some friends. Okay, no. Please join me. Because my laptop like, yeah, will like, if you try to play alone, your laptop uh, will I'm not gonna play explode. it not because I don't think it's a bad game or I don't think it's a good game, but I, I don't wanna play it just because I have no interest in MMOs. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Me. I don't want to play it because it will kill my laptop, and my laptop has been through it a lot. Killed my computer, which is super strange because yeah, I played. It I played. I played, FF, I played FF fourteen on my iMac, no problem, and yet it blows I, up Daryl's computer, which was a much higher spec. What does that I, say yeah, about PC machines? I wonder. <laughs> oh, hush. We are not going to get into that discussion. Yeah, now. so we're now going to move on to the question segment. Uh, we're going to be talking about MMOs again. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, the first question is from Jimson J M S M M. There are no vowels in that name. Jimson. Jimson. Sounds Icelandic. Underscore night. Okay, the question is: I say how another compilation of FF11 was released, and I am very interested. Do you think this is worth getting? Is that referring to the PS Vita version? I don't think that's ever going to happen. Well, didn't they announce but, it? <laughs> no, they said that they, it was possible if they wanted to, but I don't think they were actually. You never know. It's Takahashi. It. He might do it. <laughs> oh, whatever. Right, so <laughs> to ask the question. But anyways, to ask the question. Uh, I'm a bit torn because there's like about six expansion packs, which I presume is what is included in the compilation. I believe so. But if you want to achieve all of that, it's going to take you so long. It's going to take you like a year or two mm-hmm. of dedicated play on the, br- on the bright side he has something to entertain himself with for a year but there's so <laughs> many other yeah. games yeah <laughs> and like, I mean you got like Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 11 I don't know how it looks now I, I imagine it looks pretty bad because it came out in like 2001 it's really scary to think that's almost te- like it is 10 years old yeah you're old Daryl what What does that make me <laughs> old because you're an FF11 we're all boy. old why am I a fan boy what are you talking about just because I played Final Fantasy XI. You love the soundtrack. Oh, wait, what's that, Brian? We both love it. Well, no, <laughs> the soundtrack is is a mixed bag. It's because it's composed by three different people. <laughs> that, that's not the issue we're talking about here, Colin. Um, I, yeah, if, if you've got time to dedicate to it, I would definitely check it out just so you can experience a different aspect of Final Fantasy because, like, as we were saying when we were talking about Final Fantasy XIV, it, it's an MMO which is very different from, like, World of Warcraft or anything like that. It's... It's the kind of game where... Um, see, I don't know how it's, it actually works right now because I don't know if people are still playing it, but when when I played it uh, like four, four years ago, the game really revolves around teamwork. You can't really do anything by yourself. Um, so like when you mm-hmm. once you hit level 10, you pretty much have to... From there on, you're, you're in parties with like up to five other people at all times. And it's um, it can be frustrating because sometimes you'll be waiting for like two to three hours to get a party so you can actually do something. But when you do, it's a really enjoyable experience, especially if you get a party that works really well. So, yeah, I mean, the story is okay. <laughs> you don't sound very convincing. I think well, just with MMOs in general, um, you know, beating really, really big bosses. And, and, and in eleven, they did do quite a lot of Final Fantasy uh, um, geared bosses. Um, obviously, there are a lot of different ones in there as well. And, they had like all the gods in in Sky, um, like um, Garuda and no, not Garuda. What am I talking about? Kirin, those gods. Seriu and Buyako. 
those kind of things. And they were do, like doing all those with a, a bunch of people that you know is, is is great fun. So I guess it depends on if you have the time to invest and you don't mind doing nothing for hours <laughs> waiting. <laughs> yes. Anyone else have any thoughts about Final Fantasy XI? No one else has even played it, have they? Nope. Just me. Nope. Call on you've been having. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I did not get into FF11 because I could not pay for the subscriptions. Ah, I see. Mm. Yeah, it's quite pricey. I'm glad I got into well, FF14, quite... though. Yes, because it's free. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next question comes from Riku, and they asked, which Final Fantasy protagonist, including secondary protagonist, do you think is the most strongly written? Um, well, um, I think in, in my personal opinion... Who um, else's opinion is it going to be? A lot of... Well, yeah... Uh, the, my favorite and my favorite characters have always been secondary female Yuna. characters. No, Lulu would be that one. <sighs> I've, I've always loved Boobs. characters like Lulu, like <laughs> Pain, like Freya. Freya. Wait, are you saying that Pain Pistis. is, a, are you saying that Pain is, 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 um, as important as Lulu? A secondary, a secondary She's like top uh, tier. Come on, LeBlanc is second here <laughs> okay well whatever but anyways so the Blanc was amazingly yeah written. like I feel I feel like um, of all those though I, I do like Lulu the best I, I feel like a lot of her story is kind of um, overshadowed by a lot of the other characters but um, a lot of the stuff that she went through I honestly would love to hear more about it like especially with her and the summoner um forget what the, the whole, yo, uh, the whole yojimbo thing yeah yeah because she had a summoner it, uh, uh, if you don't Lady know the Clara story or it's a bit of spoilers yeah um she actually had a summoner before yuna who um died while she was on her pilgrimage wasn't wasn't like, it the whole thing that she like it w- she'd had that happen as well but like um she'd never had a summoner make it past the calm lands yeah that was it because like, some she of them had turned back and stuff like that yeah but that that i feel was the one that the only one that died the only one that really like because there was Zook well, Father Zook mm-hmm. I love the music back. yeah I remember because Waka Waka and Lulu they they were for uh, Father Zook weren't they I did love the relationship that Waka and Lulu had as well it was like, yeah. he'd, he'd like do something and then she'd just be like the biggest oh. scorn ever <laughs> and then like there's so much because then it's like the whole stuff with Chapu as well I found that really weird because like obviously it's Wacker's brother but she was mm. like shacking up with him and like so like Wacker should have a closer relationship should have had a closer relationship with him so it should have like hurt him more but it feels like mm. that she she was the one that couldn't deal with it well Wacker had his whole thing about the Albed didn't he like that was the whole thing about him and Chapu he did but was like he, with, with other after Chepu was killed, then Waka like started getting extremely racist. But I think that with with Chapu, um, he never tried to tarnish Chapu's name. Like he always, he, like he blamed the Albed. He didn't blame Chapu, whereas Lulu exactly. completely blamed Chapu. Yeah, well, she she didn't want him to go. No one did, Lauren. No, David didn't either. <laughs> but yeah, so that's and like uh Beatrix as well like all of those Colin's favorite types character. of characters hey, she's are, awesome. are my are my favorites she had a really what sad about? story but um yeah and the Rose May song is great oh yeah it is mm-hmm. depending on what you want to call it yeah it two names <laughs> yeah it does Rose <laughs> May or Lost of yeah. Moon yeah what about like you guys then 
Like, what are your hmm. what, yeah. you, what, what protagonist what do you or secondary protagonist like... do you think is best written? No, it's that's a really really tough one. Wow. If it wasn't limited to protagonists, I would say Gabran. I think mm-hmm. Gabrant was a really strong character in FF12. He had a presence, a very strong presence in that game. And, you know, his relationship with Bosch and with the Emperor and the Empire, it just felt really... Like, you know, he was struggling with himself. And he obviously was. There's also the stuff that they... That before the game that they didn't really talk about in there, like, why he did what he did. Yeah, he has that whole backstory when mm-hmm. Bosch abandoned uh, his, his his home country. What's it, what's it called? Nalbina or uh, something starts with an end. I can't remember, but it's like it was it was a weird one because obviously Cabrant felt that he was, that Bash was betraying. Them, yeah, that he abandoned. Really his Bash family. was going to like, but Bash was going to like save them. Mm-hmm. So and instead he joins the the Empire, who is like their enemy. How about you, Daryl? I am gonna go for the one that is gonna make everyone cringe. I'm gonna say Titus. Cringe. Aww. Cue the cringes. Yep. <laughs> I I I think he's. I like Titus. It's it's not so much. I, I do like Titus. It's not so much um, like his character specifically, but I think his role more like how he's written mm. and how his story progresses through. It's the kind of it's it's the uh, only protagonist really where you you kind of play it through his eyes. I feel because like Cloud, Squalls, Dan, you're playing as them, but you never really feel like you are going through what they're going through. Whereas with Titus, yeah. the whole thing is that like. There's so much that he doesn't know, but you don't know either. Like you're in exactly the same mm-hmm. position as he is because you you both clean slate. You know nothing when you go into this new world, and then like you know when you when you play it through again, you're seeing all these things and you and you experience it. It's the only one that I've ever really felt that when you play it through a second time, you see the story a completely different way. I think I I agree with that too. I feel like throughout the entire thing, throughout the entire game you feel even more so like an outcast like not even like the story really can make you you know not even like where the characters are going like kind of like um Final Fantasy yeah. 13 where they are pretty much outcasts you yourself as Titus felt like an outcast feel, because of how like, like everybody treated you and I feel that was you. why he's the best written as well and obviously like the the ending I feel that out of all the protagonists that there have ever been his ending is the strongest emotionally just because it's like you know obviously he he disappears but it it was more the sacrifice that he made like he he did it even though he knew he was basically committing suicide you can't commit mm. suicide if you don't exist <laughs> but he does exist he's committing dream aside dream aside that sounds like a pesticide <laughs> um you know for but he didn't have to do it though like if he didn't if he didn't do it he would have carried on existing yeah oh well, but he, he knew that he. Like, what do you think, Dave? Saving David, the people who, is more who, important. Who is your favorite? Oh. Don't say screw Tyus again, Colin. Not for we'll have words. <laughs> well, oh, I was going to try and say something smart, but I fit. <laughs> yeah, go for it, David. <laughs> well, you know, I've had a, I have a really tough time uh, thinking of so many because there's really none that stand out. But uh, well, you're going to say Cloud, aren't no, you? No, while while you guys were talking about uh, <laughs> other ones, uh, the three kind of came to mind. Uh, and one, Steiner. one would probably have to be Ash from Final Fantasy XII, because I think she was possibly the most real character in Final Fantasy XII, um, like most realistic. And I don't know, something about that just made made her seem like, like to me, she was the main character of the game. I, I, I agree, <laughs> but I kind of don't. I, I feel like even characters like Fran had more involvement, and Fran felt more real to me. 
than Ash. Because hmm. like Ash, there, there was so much more they could have done, but they just didn't. Yeah. Like um, whatever her husband is called. Ross. Rassler. Rassler. Yeah, Rassler. Like they they could have included him a lot more. Like you know, because she only ever sees like a flashback of him like once or twice, and then and then when that happens, there's that awkward moment because Vaughn sees it too. Never any explanation why that I can remember. That's because that wasn't Rassler. Well, the whole story that, no of Final Fantasy XII was flawed. Just the way they told it, yeah, yeah it was horrible. But like, uh, uh, she was the best of the worst, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> what about Penelope? Yeah, so, Penelope's so, story was amazing. So she she stood out, in the, and I don't know. Uh, that's why I picked her. But uh, Who yeah, the, the other two are uh, both from Final Fantasy VII. Um, one would have to be Vincent Cloud. Because uh, even though he was an optional mm. character, I think... Uh, say say, say Yuffie is your second one, please. <laughs> Who's the second one? She had one? an amazing story. Yuffie, no. she had an amazing no, story. I Even though he was an optional character, uh, I think he had a pretty good story, especially if you did the the side quest. Oh, yeah, with the submarine. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you learn a lot more about that. and then, and then That was so true, before, especially before, if you include Dirge of Cerberus as well. So like, screwed up. You can say all you want with the gameplay of Dirge of Cerberus, because I thought the story was awesome. Yeah, yeah no, the story, the story, the story, the story was, was The story was good. But, you know, before Dirge of Cerberus was, re- was released, you know, uh, when fans, say, like, fans of Vincent, people that like Vincent in general, they look up his entire backstory. And, you know, it's all written out. And mm. it's there. And well, it's it's really tragic. If you've played Final Fantasy, uh, if you've played Dirge of Cerberus, you will know that Vincent, he's really the reason for S- Sephiroth. Like, if it weren't for Vincent, yeah. there would be no Sephiroth. Um, Damn he, him! He's an optional character in the game, but his character is so integral to the story of Seven. Yeah, it really is. And, th- and then, kind of stemming mm. off that, my third choice would be Sephiroth, and just because, well, if you played Crisis Core, mm. you'll know what kind of what kind of crazy stuff Sephiroth really had to go through. Like, why didn't you choose Genesis? He went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Genesis uh, was Genesis made Sephiroth kind of, crazy. Uh, I don't know, what's the word? Uh, it's because he's so, jacked. Nope. Nope. Um, what's, what's the word? Uh, cliched. There we go. He was a little bit cliched. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Him and Zach yeah. both, I felt like. Yeah. But Sephiroth is like... Yeah. Yeah, he had Sephiroth, to go through a lot of If you stuff. speak about any Final Fantasy, you either say Cloud or Sephiroth, and Sephiroth, I feel, is a stronger yeah. character. Oh, definitely. But I feel like the weird thing about Doge Service is just talking about that a bit more. Like I feel that the characters they usually when they introduce new characters into a franchise, it feels a bit forced. Like Genesis was so forced. Yeah. Angel a bit. I thought Angel like, fit in pretty nicely. Yeah, but I don't know. It was still like the the way it goes throughout the story was a bit. You know, they weird. turned a whole Buster sort thing into a legacy, which I thought was pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's true. That was cool. Yeah. But I felt with Doge Cerberus, the, the new characters they introduced there, the Sviets, or however you want to mm-hmm. say it, I don't, don't know. And like, because the, there was so much story in the, in the Western Doge Cerberus that got cut as well. Mm. There's a, mm. there was a, like the whole multiplayer component, which we didn't ever get, actually had its own unique story, talking about sort of how they became the, the, the people they were, because they're like the 17th rulers of Sector Zero and all that stuff. And like um, you know, it's just talking about how they got their powers. And a lot of them were actually influenced by Genesis because Genesis obviously didn't die. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> a bit late but, to give the spoiler. This might warning. be a little bit far fetched, but if they ever did actually make like, well, not even if they made a live action version, but if they just made like 
a movie, another movie of like Final Fantasy VII stuff. I think they should do one that focuses entirely on Sephiroth. I mean, we all know his story, but we don't necessarily yeah, there's never really been see it from his perspective. I mean, Crisis Core kind of was. I think that's that's a, but it's still that's, not his perspective. I think that's exactly how Zach's. his story should be told, not from his own eyes, but from somebody else's. But I'd like to see imagine. That. I Am I the only person though who thinks that see. if I've always been adamant that they've always said that they want to do another seven game or something of like that, and like I feel that the only person that they could have for a sequel to Dirge of Cerberus, is what, which is what it would be, would be Genesis. It has to be. Mm. You take it if, if if he doesn't act like he does in Crisis Core because in Crisis Core he's a complete lemon. <laughs> if he actually behaved like a guy, I feel he could be a really no, really see, good. Ge- Genesis strong... had the flair for the drama, kind of like Kuja. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't think he needs like if if, if you know because the end of Dirge of Cerberus hinted at him being the next main thing. But the thing was about Kuja was that all right, Genesis was actually wearing man clothes. <laughs> Kuja was wearing a bikini, and he still had a lot more bamf about him. That's because he destroyed yeah. a whole planet. Than Genesis. It's because Kuja is freaking Kuja's awesome. Kuja's a boss. Well, Kuja we've been talking about this for boss. ages now, so unfortunately, we're going to be out of two questions this episode. Shame on <laughs> us. Shame <laughs> on us. Bad llama. Maybe we'll get to uh, t- discuss the other next question next episode. Make a note, people. Yeah. Make Those note. are some good questions. Make a note. Yeah. We, yeah, they the, were the questions really we've been, been having these last couple of episodes have been really, really good. We, I've thoroughly enjoyed talking about them. Mm-hmm. Ask more. <laughs> <laughs> Ask more, or else. Right, so the music for this episode is actually from Final Fantasy V. I believe it was picked by David. Uh, I didn't pick, and I didn't pick combined. the song, but I suggested Final Fantasy V. I, was, I yeah. picked I said it. combined. <laughs> oh, okay. Never nice save, Gerald. Song nice is, save. It's home sweet home. Yeah, that's what I do, Colin. That's what I do. And the arrangement title is My Home, My Friends, and is by OC remixer Vampire Hunter Dan. That sounds like so. A boss the next name. episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled for twenty, the twenty fifth of October. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope you are here for the next episode. And of course, you can subscribe to Final Fantasy Union and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes Store to make sure you're here next episode. If you just search for Final Fantasy on the iTunes Store, we are the number one podcast. And of course, you can catch every episode at FinalFantasyUnion.com along with all our Final Fantasy news coverage and there has been an absolute boatload recently. You can also catch all this stuff at David FinalFantasy-FXN.net I'd also like to thank Banaz for <laughs> helping out with the news recently. Yes, thank you, Banaz. Totally appreciate it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, so guys, do you want to say your farewells? Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> that was very enthusiastic, everyone. We're not infected. <laughs> Those two definitely are. You are now. Okay, well, I, oh, no. I'm going to leave before I get infected now. So I'm Daryl <laughs> saying goodbye. This has been a tweaksmusic.com and FinalFantasyUnion.com production. <laughs>